Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. And he'll bring, through the Holy Spirit and fire, he'll bring things into his possession. He will bear, he will burn the rest of the branches that are cut off, the ones that are not producing anything. He'll burn those, he'll take them away. Hallelujah. Jesus answered and said unto him, If any man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and I will come unto him and make my abode with him. The key to this whole process is loving God. Did you hear me? Loving God. You see, when you stop loving God, you will stop fearing God. When the love of God stops, then the fear of God will be gone next. And when the fear of God goes, then everything else goes wrong. That's the problem with most churches. They don't have the fear of God. And the result is they don't love God because they got hurt. Somehow I got hurt in the mix. I think God turned his back on me. I don't think God cares anymore. Why would all this hurting and all the things that I go through, how could that be God? How could that be God? Why am I made like this? If I could be made like somebody else, my life would be more pleasant. You never know. You never know what God's intention is for your life. As you walk, it'll be revealed. People, let me tell you, we lack pruning in our lives because we get hurt too quick. The Holy Spirit can't do much. We just get hurt. So he has to draw back. I'm speaking for myself as well. I get easily hurt. You get easily hurt. We all get easily hurt. Everyone, because we're human. Sometimes what this hurt is doing is he's just simply trimming us down. Because he loves us. Because the Bible says that he loves those whom he loves, he chastens. Because they produce. I will take things away from him so that he can produce something different and more. We understand the process, but it hurts so much when it comes here. John 16, 13, Hobbit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Luke 4, 1, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led, into the spirit, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Several more verses, then I turn to a whole book. Romans chapter 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Jesus was led by the Spirit to be tempted of the devil. Is there anybody here that can identify with that? Do you think Jesus was in the wilderness and saying and blaming God for all the temptation? Do you think Jesus was in the wilderness and saying, I go through so much temptation, it must be that God has turned his back on me. God doesn't love me anymore or he delivered me out of this wilderness. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Spirit-led 
to be tempted of the devil. How cruel, how rude can God be to take his own son whom has not committed one offense and give him that kind of treatment? Huh? Is that what we feel like at times? God is not fair. It's not fair that I have to go through this and others don't have to. Is our calling perhaps different than someone else's? Or we maybe not the same person as someone else's? Maybe God has a strategic plan for every individual on a different basis. Hebrews 12, 5, and ye have forgotten the exhortation, and, are, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked. I have a question for you. I want you to hear this question in a solemn way. Has the Lord ever rebuked you? Most of you can't answer that. You think it was somebody else. How else does the Lord rebuke? Have you ever been rebuked by Jesus? Most of us can't answer that. Because we put face, we put a face on his rebuke. The Bible says that he'll rebuke us. And all of us have been rebuked. Sometimes it's Jesus and the Ross form. And we take it wrong. Listen, people, I'm asking a question. When have you been rebuked last from the Lord? Can you even put your finger on one time when Jesus rebuked you? Did you ever get a rebuke from your wife or your husband? And you think, that was just downright evil. She doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't love me anymore. And all the while, it might have been Jesus. Have you been able to distinguish and see when Jesus rebukes? Bible says he will. We all have gotten rebukes. But has, can you put your finger on when Jesus rebuked, rebuked you? For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. What else does he do? And scourges. Just whips him. Just whips him. That's what the Bible says. When have you last gotten whipped? Because God loves you so much. You've taken a whipping because God loves you. And when you, when you take a whipping, you don't feel his arm around you. It looks like rejection. If I would have Jesus up here on the platform and I would say, Jesus, show us what that verse means literally. He would take out a whip and he'd beat me up. There is nothing in this moment that I could gather that he loves me by doing that. That's what it feels like. Let's not misunderstand God. Let's not misunderstand him. 
When God works something like that to us, to bring correction or chastening or scourging, let's not blame him or someone else. Let's receive it. It's easy for me to say that right now. But while you're going through it, it's horrible. It's terrible. It hurts. You feel so rejected, so despised. It's such an ungodly thing as it feels like. But it's not. Remember, the world doesn't see the Holy Spirit. When these things are happening, and if you're, you have the, the heart of the world, you're not able to see Jesus in it. I'm not able to see Jesus in this pruning. Because I'm looking the way the world does. I'm looking with all the evidence with my own heart, my own understanding. I know I'm speaking to a lot of you today. You've gotten whipped. You've gotten hurt. You've gotten wounded. It was Jesus. Amen. Good. Wow. Some in your marriage. Some of you have had struggles in your marriage. Got hurt through it. So I'm not going to love her anymore. I'm not going to love him anymore. Just not. Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was Jesus. He does this to all those whom he loves. Maybe it's your fellow employee. Maybe it's someone in your family. Maybe it's your brother that is causing you all this annoyance or your sister that is causing all you this annoyance. Maybe it's mom or maybe it's dad. Maybe it's your son. Maybe it's your daughter. And it just looks evil. It looks like everything that person does is just always against me. Maybe the stubbornness in me will not allow me to break so that the branch could be broken off so that I could have a new branch coming from me. Because as long as the old branch is still there, the new one won't come. And the perfect picture is we're people that have almost no fruits. Why? Why do I lack such fruits? Why are the fruits not coming from my life? Because I'm hanging on to an old branch. I won't, let, I won't let God trim it off because God has now become my enemy. God looks like my enemy now. And Jesus, he was so sweet when I got born again, but now he's not sweet anymore. I had such a zeal, such a love for Jesus. I love to hear his name. Now I'm embarrassed about who he is because I got hurt by him. Should the, topic, should the subject of this message today, or the title be, Hurt by Our Savior? Or Hurt by Our Loving Savior? We do. We get hurt by Him. He hurts us at times. Amen. It means it well. We just misunderstand it. We put a face on Him, and that face is a brother or a sister or a mom, or a dad, or a child, and we don't see. It's Jesus. There's no easy way to take a branch and cut it off. That severance hurts, means death. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastens and scourges every son 
not almost all, everyone that he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye have but if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. I prayed specifically today. Stephen Dorcas, interesting that you're sitting here. You're in ministry, you understand. Others understand. You understand what I'm talking to. Families persecuted for standing for what's right. You know the stories, brothers and sisters, you know what I'm talking about. We all go through tough times for standing for what's true. I prayed over and over and over and over and over that God would only allow the people he wants here today, nobody else. I even prayed he would make some sick that are not supposed to be here so that they won't come. And I believe based on, I know how much I prayed and trusted God for it. You're here by divine appointment. God wants you to hear this message. Because we're not finished yet. There comes a time when you're not in love with God anymore. God, why do I have sickness? Others got healed. I have not been healed. God, why do I have this problem? Others don't have this problem. God, why does my wife not sit with me today? Why does my husband not sit with me today? God, why have I never been married? God, why has my partner died? Why has my child died? I'm different. God, why did you put me in this or that situation? God, you know what I'm talking about. Fill in the blank. God, why am I where I'm at today? Why was I born? Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.